podcast. I'm Allison Little, a best-selling author, keynote speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur who has built businesses and brands for the past decade. I'm passionate about helping high achievers launch to the next level. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Launch Podcast with Allison Little. Today, we have an episode called Why Are You Sick, Fat, and Tired with Dr. Pat Ballone. I am so excited to have her. Uh, Dr. Pat is a certified functional medicine practitioner, coach, and chiropractor, speaker, and author. She has helped thousands of people over the last 35 plus years stop adapting to their lifestyle pain and chronic problems to focusing on the whole person. The result is that her clients and patients find out why and the cause of the problem and identify the starting point. What, why, and where, and how to begin their health journey to live longer, better, and healthier. Oh my gosh, I am so excited about Dr. Pat coming on our podcast today. I I can't wait to learn from her. I have been just researching her and following her, and I know that this is going to be one of our favorite episodes. So welcome, Dr. Pat. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. I'm really glad to be here. I love your energy. (laughs) Yay. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. And and this is going to be such an awesome episode. So I, I went briefly through your bio, but tell us a little bit about yourself, Dr. Pat, and kind of why you're passionate about helping people with their health. You know, I've always been, you know, I've always looked at questions like the, I always tell people when they go to the doctor, whatever, it's just like, um, ask what, where, why, when, and how, you know, and if they don't get those answers based upon and, and restructure that when, where, why, and how to what's going on with them. So many people get very scared when they go to a doctor's and they forget everything that they wanted to talk to the doctor about and they freeze and they become overwhelmed and then they become powerless and they give all the power over to, that's why I like advocating so much, over to the doctor who then is calling the shots and making their decisions for them as opposed to being more informed so that they can make educated decisions themselves. So that's something I always have done as a chiropractor. And I chose to be a chiropractor over a medical doctor because when back when I was doing my prerequisites uh, for pre-med, I was working at the University of Michigan Hospital as a patient relations advocate. And the fun thing was about that was you got to see a lot of people and I got to feel what the real buzz in the hospital was like. And I never saw people get better, except in the maternity ward. It's the only word that anyone was ever really happy. And so it was, it was uh, shocking to me. And I'm thinking, do I really want to work in this environment? And then a friend of mine just shortly after that decided to go to chiropractic school. And I told them that I thought chiropractic was quacks. They were crazy. They didn't know what they were doing, you know. And so I hurt my shoulder a week later and I had to go see a chiropractor. And I didn't like the chiropractor very much exactly at the time. But I thought, wow, if he can do this, so can I. And it had, was one of those things that pivoted me and point me into a direction that I've had a very successful practice um, and uh, successful coaching business where I'm able to like help people go from point A to point Z in a very more efficient, better way. And that's simpler. And simpler doesn't always mean easy. It means that it's more achievable. So it, it was like, you know, it was one of those things that happened along the path, you know, that, you know, was made it important, which, which defined who I am as a chiropractor, too, because I really, my passion is to help many people have the opportunity to at least know where to go to get their health handled. That's mm. what 
That's so awesome. And I, I love chiropractic work. I, I had an accident when I was 16 and um, my back was really injured and um, the chiropractic work was the only thing that could, could help it. And so I've been going to a chiropractor for probably 20 years now. And um, actually, I'm just thinking about that as you're talking about it. I'm like, oh, I should go for an adjustment. So for all of us who are listening and you, if you've never gone to a chiropractor, it's, it's a really beautiful thing. But, you know, I think the thing that was so, uh, it's just, I loved about when I was, I was researching you and I was looking at all of the work that you do is how important the whole person is and what cause is to health. And, and that's something that my husband and I talk about often. He had sinus infections forever. And then we finally got to the root cause of it. It wasn't sinus infections. It was allergies. He was allergic to everything, but it wasn't until we get to, we got to the root cause of that problem that we were able to actually help him. So could you talk into that idea of root cause and kind of like taking hold of our own health and, and being responsible for our own health? Well, I'd just like to point out, if they only pointed out what the allergies were, they still didn't go to the root cause. Every person that I know that has allergy issues has stomach issues. They have some type of gut problem where they're not being able to digest their food. So anything that goes on, you have to really go to like, why? Like, it's just like, I have high blood pressure. Why? You know, what causes that high blood pressure? Is it something from external? I have an acupuncture background also, or is it internal? Is it something that I'm eating? You know, is it, what, what, where is it from? Is it, you know, the water I'm drinking? Because a lot of water is very toxic these days, which brings me to the point that there's three reasons why people actually get sick. One's trauma, the other one's toxins, and the other one's thoughts. So if somebody is, um, has, uh, Trauma to me is biomechanics. That's where the chiropractor comes in. Because nine out of 10 children when they are born have some type of cervical damage from the birthing process. Nine out of 10, that's huge. And so, you know, if you get 10 people in the room, nine of them have had an issue with that aspect, which creates the groundwork for inflammation in the joints. So, you know, and we have other traumas. You trip and you fall, you fall down steps, you have um, fall off the bike, you slide down a tree, you know, you jump wrong, you know, and you twist your ankle. You have all these accidents, like car benders, you know, those, those fender benders things. And so that's the first part of it. The other part is toxins. And we live in such a toxic environment in this day and time. It's, it's a totally astounds me how they, who question mark, they got away with us. So, you know, it's like from the water that you drink, the air that you breathe, you know, the food that you eat, especially food that you eat um, and the water that you drink to the cleaning products that you use. You know, it's just like, you know, you look in the sky, there's, you know, chemtrails. <laughs> People are like, you know, when I was a kid, you would see those trails and they were called vapor trails because they would disappear. But they don't disappear anymore. They're loaded with barium. They have a lot of heavy metals. There is not a person in the United States that exists that doesn't have some level of exposure to heavy metals. And it's important because heavy metals is something that goes through the gut. It gets in the gut and it, when it passes the gut lining, which is easy for it to do, it hides out because when the liver can't handle it anymore, it will hide it in things like blood, brain, bone, fat. And so you think about, you know, every fat cell in your body being an individual endocrine system, you know, and there's 11 organ systems in the body and they all need to function with each other. It's like a Swiss watch. When the Swiss watch starts to break, then something else happens. So like when they started giving people in 1984 aspirin for, you know, so they wouldn't get a clot, it was great for the heart, but it wasn't great for the blood system because it created blowouts in a weak 
portion of the arterial or venous wall. And so you started seeing strokes and aneurysms and that kind of stuff shoot up from 1984 and on. That's when the American uh, Heart Association said aspirin's good for you. And they still give it to people, you know, and they go, we'll take the baby aspirin. You know, you're still taking something that has, you know, like ultimately can cause more harm why it's trying to do something good. But the heart loves it. The heart's, it's a great thing for the heart, so the heart doesn't stay so inflamed. So, and then the third thing are thoughts. I have a great picture from when I worked in an office and um, giving a talks. They had a great picture of a woman who was blonde and had like anything that you could possibly think of that was stressed, plastered all around her. And her, her eyes and, um, you know, bulging out and her hair being really totally messed up and going, Thoughts will kill you. Thoughts can undo anything that you do biomechanically to get that trauma out of the way and get those toxins out of the way. It can reverse that whole process because we all know that we've been upset about something and you go eat and then you don't digest your food, you know? And so people could be eating the wrong kind of foods like your husband, you know, which if he continued to do that, you know, down the road, I know of a specific situation with a woman who thought she was doing something great by eating avocados and for 10 years she had some kind of blood in her stool and when she found out what her food sensitivities were because there's a specific test to do that then she was she was like oh my god I, it was avocados if she stayed on the same course she was on with western medicine at that time she would have ended up having a bag and she had four kids that were little who does that you know, mm -hmm. so we've got to take a look at like, just because what we got is what we got, and they say that, you've got to look below the surface and see what's murking around and being, is going to ready to surge if given you know, like a volcano erupts. And, you know, mm -hmm. we saw that a lot with COVID virus with people who seemingly were very, very well, then all of a sudden they were like so sick. And people would go, but he was healthy. You know, you have to really take a look at what that definition of health is. You know, it's not merely the absence of disease, you know, or signs and symptoms. You know, signs and symptoms are only like, you know, like the keyword. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, that's, there's that keyword again. You know, it, it's like it only works if you pay attention and you're able to really funnel it down and put it in the right place where like, where's that problem? Where's my weakest link? Mm -hmm. You know, and that's why I wrote my book is because people don't know how sick they are and they don't know if they're sick and they don't know what their weakest link is. Cause if they did, they could put the fire out before it becomes a big problem and not become a crisis. Mm, that's beautiful. So tell them what your book's name is because I love it. And how did you come up with this, this title? Well, the name of the book is Why, dot, 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 Are You Sick, Fat, and Tired? And I came up with that because I was talking to a mentor at the time about what to, you know, title this. And I said, you know, I want to ask a question because I want people to look at it. And a lot of people look at that title and um, they go, well, they ask themselves, oh, I'm not sick. I'm not fat. I'm not tired. And so my response to when I hear that is like, well, you know if you're tired or not, and you know if you're fat, basically you can look in a mirror, you know how your clothes are fitting, and, but you don't know your internal VAT fat ratio because a healthy cell has one that has water in it, and when you're unhealthy, you have a high fat number. So you could be skinny and still have a lot of fat internally, um, but you don't know if you're, and if you, 
don't know if you're sick, the only way you're going to find out is really to not guess, because that's what a lot of people do. They kind of like, oh, well, you know, I had that when I was 40, or your parents tell you, oh, yeah, I had that too, or your friends tell you, like, oh, it'll probably just go away, you know, so it, it eases your mind at the moment, but six months later, it's still there, or even mm. a year, two years, or three years, and anything, you can do nothing, but usually when you do nothing, nothing changes, it only gets worse, you know, that that part about being sick is the like we have signs and symptoms, which I call Grim Reaper syndrome, Grim Reaper syndrome, and it's because like we pay, they have them, but you kind of go like, oh, they go, that's just age. That's what a lot of medical doctors say to you. That's, oh, you know, you're getting older, um, like the floaters in the eye. Well, in Chinese medicine, a clear floater is usually related to the liver, and a dark floater is usually related to kidney. So it's a, it's a sign to, you know, for it gives, you know, information so a practitioner can kind of more keep on targeting in and keep on zoning in and finding out why that you got fat, why is it, or why you have that much fat, or why you're tired, you know, and why you're really sick. So that's where you look for that weakest health link, and you fortify the health link, you know, you want to, because I fix people's health so they can go out and they can go do their life, you know, mm -hmm. and that this is like, becomes like, okay, I just need to check in doing this questionnaire, like maybe a couple times or three times a year, you know, and then look at where I'm at, unless you have a lot of high priorities, which is a longer program with me. Um, but you have to like, you got to know. If you don't mm -hmm. know, then you're playing roulette with a right? loaded gun and you don't know if the next shot's going to get you or not. You know, mm -hmm. so my rule is I don't um, guess. I test, and this is the first preliminary test for anybody before they even go out and want to do blood workup. Mm -hmm. You know, you have, you've got to know where to start. You've got to know where to look, you know, and that you can take the questions in the book to your medical doctor if they're trained in functional medicine, because a lot of people are like, there's other tests in functional medicine that Western medicine doctors go like, why'd they do that? You know, it's just that they just, it isn't that they don't know, they know what they know that they know, but they don't know other things that can support you. Like the woman with the avocado problem that created her bleeding in her intestinal tract I just told you about, you know, her medical doctor was ready to put in, do surgery and put in a bag on her. You know, mm. and then she, she went and looked at other options because she had kids and, you know, and so they did a test and they found out that she had very high sensitivity to certain things and they took them out of her diet and a year later, her colon was perfectly healthy. Oh my gosh. That's so interesting yeah. that you say that because we had an experience like that with our daughter. She was uh, low of iron and it was um, dairy. She was drinking a lot of dairy and consuming mm -hmm. a lot of dairy and it was depleting her blood of iron and they I actually wanted to do surgery on her um, when she was very tiny and we didn't want to do that necessarily. And so we cut that, that out and her level started to go up. It was just, it was fascinating, but nobody could tell us that it wasn't, it was something that like we had to do research and we had to keep asking questions and it wasn't like, it, it's interesting to me that we couldn't find anybody that even knew, like they didn't, they didn't tell us it was, it was fascinating. But once you get to that root cause, it's very important. Well, a lot of people drink milk. So milk, there's a lot of mucus. And if they ever really separated it out, you would see how much blood is in the mucus also. But the thing about milk is, is that milk, they say drink milk because it has calcium in it. Well, calcium is absorbed in the upper part of the intestinal tract. 
and proteins has better absorption and later on in the track. So by the time that that protein that bound, that's bonded with the um, calcium gets to the point where the protein can go do it because it's like epoxy glue the protein and mm -hmm. the calcium. So in that time, the, the protein gets ready to go through, the calcium's of no value because mm -hmm. it needs to be absorbed in the right part of the tech. So there's a lot of people who drink milk who, you know, it's just like Timmy milk is gross, um, but it's, it does, and, and we're the only species that still drinks it as an adult. You know, so there's other things to put on, you know, cereal, if you eat cereal and those kind of things that you can use to go, to promote better health and promote, you know, and put it together. But I always think when someone always mentions milk, I always come up with that protein and calcium type thing, mm -hmm. you know, and there's just, you know, because you would never drink in order to, and also just as a FYI, you can, if you want to uptake calcium in your body, the best way to do it is to take calcium you know, at the end of the day, which also acts as an ability, it helps you sleep better and drink it with lemon juice and water mm. because it helps it absorb it better. And it, that way, because you're doing it on an empty stomach, you know, yeah. and it's better for you. So it helps you sleep. It helps you relax. And then you're also, it, the lemon juice is helping you absorb it. It's raising the right kind of acid in your stomach. And it's also really good for the liver gallbladder thing because it helps emulsify fats and it helps the liver be more peaceful you know, mm. while you're sleeping. Because when people wake up between one and three o'clock in acupuncture, and that's part of the ceridian cycle relates to the liver. So if people mm. kind of start paying attention and like, what time are you waking up? There's an organ system that relates to that, um, that time. It's obviously mm. I, I find it very interesting to take a quick look at that, you know, for that kind of thing. Wow, that's very interesting. Wonderful. Well, what else, what else can you tell us about our health? If we want to take responsibility for our health, um, what's the first thing that we should do? Well, you have to other than buy your book, other than buy your book. <laughs> I guess well, that's the first thing. <laughs> well, that would be the, the first thing because what that first thing does is tells you where to start your health journey. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and how not to be overwhelmed. So if you go on the premise that knowledge is power, you've got to be able to implement that knowledge in a step-by-step -step process going forward. So the question that you should be asking always is why, what is it in my lifestyle and diet and environment that has caused the problem in the first place? So the first thing to do is identify, you know, the source like if you have to identify where the problem's at or what organ system it is, and then you have to go like, what can I do to support that organ system? And because that organ system is going to relate to one of the other 10 organ systems since they all work together. So the idea is to like, you know, you, you need to find out like why. And, you know, and it's, it's just because they also say that DNA is an, an important component. So when someone has... Um, DNA issues, you know, you, it's just like, well, it's in my gene pool, so it doesn't matter what I do. Well, it does matter what you do because you can change your constitution. So you really have to do an assessment about, okay, I am 64 years old or I'm 32 years old and this is what's going on right now, you mm -hmm. know, and this is where I came from. This is where I want to go. How do I get there? The first mm -hmm. thing you've got to do is you got to fix, you've got to fix the problem that you see. So if you imagine an iceberg, right? Nobody knows what's going on below the surface. So the iceberg, what you do is you kind of chisel at the first, you know, the high priority. You treat the symptomatology and you keep on looking for the why. You chop, you chop it off and eventually all the iceberg will come to the surface. 
but you take off what you can take off and deal with at the moment. And then you're looking for like the underlying cause always, you know, it's just like, what is it like, you know, it's just like, is my diet wrong? Um, is like, you know, I've tried, you know, alternative medicines, they're expensive, you mm -hmm. know, I want you want to know where, what, where, where, and how, and where is it so that you can pinpoint and then you're able to move on from there. And then it's, that's where, how to focus your time and energy, you know, and you got to be committed because I usually ask people, how's your health been the last two years? And then it makes people that stop and think. And then I ask them, my next question is like, are you willing to do what it takes to be healthy? I mean, it's just like, I don't work on the premise of work smarter, you know, not harder. I go work, I work differently and I work simpler. So it doesn't mean that it's easy, but it is achievable. Mm, that's beautiful. And I think, you know, that's the one thing about our health is it's so foundational to every single area of our life. And mm -hmm. so I, whenever I'm talking to leaders, even I, I always try to tell them, you know, if, if you aren't healthy, it's going to, it's going to spill out into every professional setting, right. Or personal setting. It's going to mm -hmm. impact your mental health, your emotional health, your, everything is going to be impacted by that. So really taking the time and energy to get into that best version of yourself and to be the healthiest version and to figure it out, right. And, and take that time and take responsibility to figure it out because you can find people like Dr. Pat who are willing and able to help you uh, achieve those goals and really think into, okay, where am I? What, you know, what do I need and how can I support my health in the best way possible today? I, I am just so excited about all of this information. I could have, I could ask you questions for the next year, but I won't. Um, <laughs> so <Are you> good? <laughs> I know, I know. We'll just keep talking and talking and talking. So you, you personalize lifestyle medicine systems for your, uh, for your health. And um, I, I want to make sure that people can connect with you. So Dr. Pat, where do people go to connect with you and where do they find your book? Well, they can find my book on my website and people can connect with me on my website. It's healthteamnetwork.com. And if they open the front page, there's a little video. If you don't want to listen to it, that's okay. I'll get over it. <laughs> but, um, and I won't know. Um, but scroll down because there's a bar underneath that that relates to my book. So that's one place that you can get my book, and that will drive you to Amazon. But I'd love you for, to visit my uh, website um, for that. I'm also, I have a lot of presence on LinkedIn. Um, and I have a Facebook page for my business. Um, I'm on Instagram. So the Facebook is, you know, facebook.com forward slash ask Dr. Pat. And the Instagram is this, you know, is www.instagram.com forward slash ask Dr. Pat. And uh, LinkedIn, people just have to pop in my name and they will find me. I'll pop up. <laughs> yes, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And I am just, I am so excited about what you're doing in the world. I'm so grateful that you are helping people live healthier lives and taking responsibility for their health. So thank you for that, Dr. Pat. Yeah. Appreciate yep. that. And I'm so excited for our launch listeners to learn from uh, this episode today and, and start taking responsibility for their health and really learning from others and getting to that root cause of, of what's happening. Is there anything else you'd like to share? Sure. You know, when people do business, you know, it's, it's like when people go in to do business, whether no matter what it is, you have to have good health and you have to have the mindset. 
If you don't have mindset, you know, you're going to, it's that self-sabotage just, just does not work. So one of the things that, you know, that for me, that I really had to make a big shift in, you know, and to get me to my next level is I really had to focus on what is my mindset anyway. And so anytime I came up with a negative thought, I replaced it with two positive ones. And a lot of times we don't always realize in that, that mindset, whether or not we're being positive or negative, but you can tell when someone doesn't want to talk to you on the telephone anymore and they hang up, you know, they, and they go like, I got to go. I've got the kids are coming in, you know, you know, things like that. And you could just, you can feel it. But the mindset was such a big pivotal thing for me to, when I first left, my family was very Western medicine and I went the 180 away from that. And I, you know, decided to become the chiropractor. When I decided to become the chiropractor, my second thing that taught me a lot I had two mentors and my one mentor always said what you got isn't necessarily what you got you know and you can apply that to anything in business like you can look at like okay so what's really going on here Mm -hmm. you know and then what's true and what's not true and how and 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 like think about things about in that common sense mode of how to get through that because I think that that's really important in relating to people and relating to business but your health having your health when you have a business is essential you know, and like it revolves around that. So, you know, what you eat, think, drink is so, 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 so important. Mm, that is so true. I'm so glad that you interjected that final comment yeah. and, and shared that with us because it's so true. It it truly does impact every other area of your life. And it wasn't until I started to own businesses that I, I really start started to take responsibility for my health and um, my husband's health and my kids' health. And it's just been such a difference maker. And I'm so excited to be able to share you with others so that they can start taking care of their own health. So thank you so much, Dr. Pat. I appreciate everything that you did today and what you shared and taught us. I know our launch listeners will love it. Launch listeners, I thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you enjoyed this. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Launch Podcast. I'm Allison Little, and I'm so excited that you spent your time with me. Look for future episodes and connect with me on social media or at my website at www.allisonlittle.com. 